Welcome. I'm Brian Ballantyne, and I have Anthony Colincheco here with me. And we also are joined today by Greg Malone from Golf Tech. And uh, welcome to our podcast, uh, Connected by Community. And we're all about community, and we're trying to bring more things to you about who we are, where we are, and what we are. And uh, today we're real excited because this is a fun topic. Uh, near near my favorite topic. Your favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's favorite topic. But see, Anthony's a pretty good golfer, so it all depends on how good you are. Uh, but we got somebody that's going to help us out with that, right? So, uh, yeah. So, so for some of us, it's a hacking hobby, which would be me. Um, and uh, you'll know how good of a financial advisor I am by uh, knowing how, how good my golf game is. It's really, really bad. Uh, but this man here is going to try to talk to us about, uh, about that. But uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad to have yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, so maybe tell us a little bit about, before we jump into golf, tell us a little about uh, yourself, who you are, and sure. what landed you where you are. Yeah, so um, I'm uh, 26 years old, grew up kind of all over the Carolinas, um, went to Anderson University, which is what got me into the Greenville area, um, and just kind of liked the area, stuck around um, at Anderson University, played uh, college golf, played golf my whole life. Um, obviously it's always been a really big passion of mine. So, um, for a while kind of wanted to get into the industry once I got out of college. So, um, once I graduated, got my first job as an assistant pro at Green Valley Country Club, which is up in Traveler's Rest. Um, worked there for a couple of years while going through the PGA of America, uh, apprenticeship program. So got my membership in the PGA of America. Um, and now I work at Golf Tech where I'm, uh, basically a golf instructor. So giving lessons, things like that. Well, that's gotta be fun. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. It's something that I wanted to do for a long time, like I said, and it's, it's really been a blessing to be able to find uh, that job that I enjoy so much. Yeah. And this man over here, uh, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> I use Greg, uh, as my golf instructor. So, uh, uh, I appreciate you uh, being able to join the show. So tell us a little bit about Golf Tech. And, sure. Yeah, so Golf Tech, our mission statement is very simple. It's uh, just to help people play better golf. So we kind of do that in two different ways. We do uh, lessons and we do club fittings. So the lesson side of things is helping somebody improve their own ability to be able to play the game. Obviously, you know, swing better, chip better, putt better, all those different aspects of the game. Um, and then on top of that, club fittings would be more, you know, find the right equipment that would help you play the best as well. So um, those two aspects are, you know, how we help people play as good as they possibly can and try to reach their potential and their goals. So do you kind of have a one one approach or do you kind of customize it to the person or? Yeah, it depends on the person for sure. So the way that uh, we start people off, we start people with what we call a swing evaluation. Um, so basically the goal of that is, you know, figure out what your game currently looks like, where you, you know, want to improve, what your goals are and how we would kind of get you there. So, you know, we might have some people that come in that are brand new to the game and want to be able to keep the ball in play and not look for it on every hole. And so, you know, we might be primarily focusing on just make better contact and try to keep it relatively straight and the score doesn't matter quite as much. And we have other people that are, you know, trying to get down to scratch golfers, trying to shoot even par. So that's going to be a little bit more, you know, technical and trying to get people to play, you know, as best as you possibly can. Gotcha. What do you think maybe golf tech offers at other, some other folks? There's obviously other options people have. Sure. That, that other folks aren't doing. 
Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, part of, his, part of it is our technology. I mean, we have uh, very, sophisticated, very sophisticated cameras, launch monitors. Um, you know, we're able to look at different statistics and numbers and things that would, you know, separate you from, you know, maybe where you are to like the golfer that you want to become. Um, <clears throat> and on top of that, honestly, part of what I think makes us so beneficial is we offer practice as well in our base. So people are able to come in and work on, you know, whatever we're trying to change in their swing with the video on. And so, you know, that's something that you don't really get anywhere else. Trying to make changes on the range can be a lot harder if you don't know if you're doing what you want to be doing. I know you've talked to me about that before, Anthony, is just being able to see it. Yeah, I mean, I think back in Philly, I had some golf instructors and being able to see it side by side, even against the pros. So mm -hmm. sometimes you'll, you'll throw that up uh, against a pro side by side. Right. Just being able to see it on the screen, the mistakes that you're making. Um, and during lessons, I'll point it out. I'm not moving my hips. I'm not getting my hands forward. You could actually start pointing out some of your mistakes. When you're on the course, you can't video yourself, so it's harder to figure out. So being able to see that on the screen kind of really helped me out. Yeah, and, and my son takes lessons too, so I guess I should say <laughs> bias as well. And, um, you know, I, he, he, I'm not throwing him under the bus here. He knows this. He's not going to be the next Tiger Woods but just wants to play a little bit better and feel more confident. But he said being able to, cause he too has worked with some other coaches, but I think mm -hmm. being able to see what he's doing. And uh, uh, so I guess from an older guy to a younger guy, great compliments to you. He, he likes working with you because I think you're able to help him then show him those things and what to do. And he, it, it makes him feel better about, about his game. So I think it makes a difference. Sure. Uh, for sure. What do you think are some of the common mistakes you see amateurs make? Yeah, I mean, obviously, most people know, you know, slicing is probably the most common thing that people struggle with, just losing the ball out into the trees on the right side. So, I mean, I'd say a solid 70% of my lessons are probably teaching people how to, you know, close the face, get the ball started more to the left, you know, changing their club head path to travel a different direction so that they're not going to put spin on the ball that would cause it to go to the right. So that's the most common m mistake for sure. Um, I would say the other thing is just not focusing on, you know, some of the, the more important areas. People tend to focus more on, you know, what they think they need to work on or what they think they see like YouTube videos and things like that um, about, but they don't focus on, you know, where am I actually losing the most strokes in my game, which a lot of times for amateur golfers is, especially higher handicap and amateur golfers, it usually comes down to short game. Mm -hmm. People just don't practice it. <laughs> it's not as fun, right? That's right. It's not nearly as fun to sit there and hit chip shots as opposed to hitting 280 yard drives. So, right. Right. What do you think? Is there one or two things the average golfer could do? You know, if they're not coming out working with you, let's say whether mm -hmm. they don't have the time, money, whatever, they want to do some other things. Is there one or two things that people could do on their own that would maybe help them just a little bit? Sure, yeah, I would say, I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was mentioning about, you know, focusing on the areas where you lose the most strokes. Keeping uh, stats about your round, you know, how many putts it takes for you to get the ball in the hole once you're on the green. Sometimes how many chips you're hitting, you know, if you're not putting that first chip on the green, that's a big issue. 
Um, and, uh, you know, looking for what's the typical miss? Is it to the right? Is it to the left? If you're not focusing on that, you might not be working on the area of your game that cost you the most strokes and you struggle with the most. So, um, and the other thing I would say is, uh, playing to, you know, making good decisions, playing to your tendencies. So most people tend to set up and aim right at the pin and try to go, you know, get the ball as close to the pin as they can. And it's a lot more beneficial to play away from trouble, try to play to not make bogeys rather than trying to play to make birdies. It's funny you say that. Whenever I hack, because, again, I don't golf, I hack. Um, that's what I do. I play conservative. <laughs> um, but I learned through the years, because I'm, I'm not some super golfer by any means, but I've learned to play more conservatively and don't try to, you know, fly some water or trap that's going to be stretching my abilities uh, or get me in trouble. And it, that's the one thing. You know, when you don't play a lot, I think it, it, it makes it more enjoyable because it's not in the water. It's not so far into the woods. So sure, that's the one thing I guess I'm doing right. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that you helped me the most with was keeping stats. Mm-hmm. Um, how many, you know, as you hit off the off the tee box, uh, marking, did you hit the fairway or you are you in the woods? Uh, your second shot, did you land it on the green or where at on the green? Your chip shot, your putts. Just keeping those stats sort of then helps you and say, all right, this is really the area that I'm really struggling with. Right. Um, the one problem that I have is I'm a fast copper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take my time. I get my measurements and I just go for it. Uh, no practice swings. <laughs> That's right. I would agree with that. <laughs> Taking your time, right? Yeah. I, Breathing. I have, I have to work on that. Uh, that's the next thing that I am working on is slowing down. I'm not uh, Brooks Kepka out there. <laughs> so I guess I didn't know financial planning and golf have something in common. Keeping stats are important, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I learned really something important. here. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, any Anything else that you can think of that amateur golfers struggle with that they might need help in? You know, that you mm-hmm. say, hey, this is an area that you might not think you need help, but if you came in and, and saw me, I can't guarantee you're going to fix it, but maybe that's where a professional could help. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, you know, again, say it's mostly just short game, right? It's mostly just, you know, most people come in. I mean, it's, it's surprising sometimes how little people recognize how many strokes that they'll lose there. And yeah. so a lot of times what I'm doing, you know, the most to help people is helping them identify, you know, yeah, you might be losing a couple balls off the tee. You might be missing more greens than you ideally want to, but you're taking three putts to get the ball in the hole once you hit the green nine times around. That's where you could probably cut the most shots out the quickest as well because it's a little easier to be able to practice putting and change things in your putting stroke as opposed to like a full swing that's moving a lot faster and has a lot more moving pieces. Yeah, gotcha. You're talking about club fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, at I think a lot of people over overlook that um, part of the puzzle. Um, me particular at first, mm-hmm. um, I bought clubs that I probably shouldn't have been swinging. Um, and, I, and I see a lot of that in amateurs. The new things come out, they're going to buy it. Um, how important is, is club fitting? Oh, it's it's incredibly important. And you're right, it's, it's overlooked, it's underestimated. Um, I think a common misconception is people think that they have to be a great golfer, be able to just, you know, make perfect contact every time for a club fitting to matter. But club fittings can help with that too. You know, having the club that's the right length, 
that has the right amount of forgiveness for your skill level, um, has the right type of shaft. You know, if you're if you don't swing the club fast enough to play a steel stiff graft or stiff shaft, then you probably aren't going to make very good contact if you're playing with that type of club. So those are things that we're looking for. It'll help you make better contact. The right you know head design will help higher your ball flight, lower your ball flight to where you know you're either you have a more piercing ball flight that gets through the wind a little bit better or stops on the green a little bit sooner. Those things are very important to being able to shoot better scores. So if you're not playing with the right clubs, it's definitely a hindrance to your game. So so if I'm me and I don't play extremely well, that's something if I say, hey, I could come in and, and, and work with you to, to just essentially work on that to start off with. Is that something you can do? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of people that come in and just do club fittings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people maybe don't have the time or the dedication to really want to work on their swing. Mm-hmm. So for people like that, the best mm-hmm. thing for them would probably be just find a club that kind of matches with your swing as best as possible. Buy your way in on five or 10 strokes is what you're saying. That's, that's, what I'm- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but and I guess the question there is, I mean, you have to drop a small fortune on clubs or there are economical things for the golfer who does mm-hmm. who's not an avid golfer. Sure. I mean, to get the ones that are, you know, d- perfectly fitted to you, it's it's definitely going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, getting more and more expensive every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what I typically tell people is, you know, kind of like Anthony was talking about, everybody kind of wants to have the newest, greatest thing. And a lot of longtime golfers will end up spending, you know, a pretty good amount of money over the course of three or four years on clubs. Whereas if you just said, okay, I'm going to go one time and pay to get fitted and pay to get one set of clubs, it's going to last you a long time. You're not going to need to upgrade. You're not going to spend any more than you probably would if you're just buying the new driver every year. Gotcha. Might need to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> what What are a few things that, you know, folks that don't have the time, but they do go to the range maybe, some of the um, techniques are – that you could sort of hint, hey, this is what you should should practice at the range. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Well, I'd say the first thing on the range is, you know, always have a goal and focus on something. Too many people get out there and are just hitting balls. So, you know, always have a goal, a drill that you're doing, have a target that you're aiming at. Um, that's one of the mistakes I see amateurs make the most when they're practicing. Um, as far as technique, I mean, going back to, you know, most people slice the ball. Um, we tend to focus a lot more on like club face to make changes um, at first for amateur golfers. So majority of golfers, if you've you know researched like slicing and stuff like that, most people think it's going to be mostly a club head path thing, which is definitely going to affect it. But a lot of times the face is going to be more important. If you can learn how to, you know, if you're a slicer, you would leave the face open so it's kind of pointed to the right. If you can learn how to close the face and get it pointed more to the left, it's going to help you to minimize the slice and eventually train your body to want to swing more to the right to take away any like right spin that you put on the ball from swinging across it. So you, no driver every time? No driver every time. <laughs> <laughs> change clubs. <laughs> we need to change the name to the driving range then. Right? <laughs> That's right. The That's chipping right. range. The chipping range. <laughs> probably be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's right. It probably would. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think one thing that I that I've learned so far uh, going to Golf Tech was sort of when I, when I do go to that range, I do sort of have a goal in mind, and I, I don't start with the driver. I, I start with chipping. Uh, I, I pick a flag. I hit five or ten balls to that flag, and then I move on to another flag. And you sort of, you sort of get it in that routine, and some of the things that you want me to practice on is really going through that routine and, and technique and trying to figure it out. So I don't think I've hit the driver once on the driving range so far. You don't even take it out? <laughs> no. Uh. I try to work on my short game because that it, it is true. That's that's where I struggle the most. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, and I would say a lot of people benefit almost immediately when they start taking lessons because their practice transforms into – being focused on something and I think that's one of the one of the coolest things that I get to see is you know even without making changes to the swing when you're actually thinking about what you want to do and where you want to hit the ball and you're not just sitting there rapid firing as many shots as you can in an hour you start to improve because you're actually thinking about what you are trying to do see I'm sitting here this is the financial planner me it sounds like financial planning right so people improve what they're doing, it's just amazing the similarities that whatever your profession or vocation, probably a lot of people, sure. you know, you can think about this because I could say the exact same thing that Anthony, I see day in, day out when people focus and have a plan and they do these things. So, uh, yeah, sorry to piggyback on that, but no, that was that's, just like, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool for me to, to yeah. so that, that, uh, if I just think of financial planning and I come see you, then I'll, Maybe I'll do a little better. But. <laughs> we should have just bought our clubs and just did a full-blown well, I thought you were going to bring one. I, we talked about that. We could have done a couple swings back here. Maybe we'll have you back and we can do a demo a demo session. There or you go. That'd like be that. great. Um, maybe we'll have you demo and we'll watch. <laughs> uh, something like, well, you know, something kind of back to personal stuff we were talking about before we started our podcast today. You got some exciting stuff coming up here in the next week or so, right? I do, yeah. My uh, wife and I have been building a house. We'll be closing on in about a week, so we're really excited about that. Congratulations! That's awesome, and Thank you. Uh, that's exciting stuff. And uh, you'll uh, you'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah, we're we're really excited. It'll be our first house, so we're we're ready to get in there. Awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you, uh, what website, where can they go? Sure, yeah, so um, our website is golftech.com, so you can look us up, kind of see what we're about, how lessons work, all the information about us. Um, You can give us a call. You'll be able to find all of our contact info for our specific Greenville location um, on our website, so... Um, you can give us a call, send us an email, submit your information through there, and we'll contact you to get you started, whether you're looking for, you know, just doing a club fitting, coming in for that initial swing evaluation. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get all that on the schedule. Right. Where are you located? So our, our facility is located on Pelham Road, which is right off of um, the interstate. So if you know where Top Golf is, most golfers know where Top Golf is. It's across the interstate from Top Golf. Awesome. Right. Well, I got one last important question because it's the it's supposed to be our really most important question. Sure. And you can answer it however you want. So, what makes you tick? Oh man, um, I would say I mean I get a lot of joy out of seeing people enjoy the game more that I've grown a passion for. 
Um, and that's kind of why I started doing what I did. I got into becoming a coach when I was in college. I coached a high school uh, golf team for a little while and uh, drastic improvement over the course of just three or four months, which, you know, coaching high school golf, you don't really get much time to like make swing changes and stuff. So it was mostly like make good decisions, hit the clubs that you're comfortable with, stuff like that. And the kids on average dropped about 11 and a half strokes over the course of the season off their scores over nine holes. So awesome. Um, so, you know, seeing that really got me excited. I got a lot of joy out of that. And I just was like, man, this is what I want to do you know, forever. Yeah. And so that's, that's what got me into being a coach. And that's what I love to see now is people exceeding the expectations that they had for their game. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel the passion. I love to, I tell my kids that find something you're passionate about and feel that way and it won't feel like a job. Right. That's right. So now we're going to golf right after this. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here. We, re we yeah. really appreciate it. Thank I've, you for I've, having me. I've learned a lot and, uh, I've learned I'm at least going to go pay to have a couple strokes taken <laughs> off maybe or something like that. So uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for joining uh, Connected by Com Communities brought to you by Valentine Capital Advisors. Please like us, join us, share us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until we see you next time, go out and make our community great. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Tried Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantine Capital Advisors, Inc., Tried Advisors, and Ballantine Capital Advisors are not affiliated.